Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can overcome spiritual apathy. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to talk about how Christians can conquer spiritual apathy. And one of Satan's most powerful tricks to lure us away from God is making us feel like the valleys of our faith are an anomaly. He wants us to believe that no one else feels isolated or distracted when we're worshiping together. He wants us to believe that we are the only ones who sometimes get bored when the word is preached or, or when we sing songs of praise. He wants us to think that we are alone when studying the Bible or, or listening to sermons just creates more guilt instead of helping. Satan wants us to think that we are the only one who has moments or, or days or weeks or, or months of apathy for our faith. Day after day or Sunday after Sunday, we push ourselves to go through all the right motions, but something just keeps coming up short. And it seems like we're the only one who's dealing with it. Everybody else seems to have it all figured out. They have that zeal that we so desperately want for ourselves. And they seem to have it naturally, but somehow we alone have to work so hard for it. Don't be deceived though. Spiritual apathy happens for everyone. For all of us, our faith has points where it waxes and it wanes over time. But once we recognize that, we can start working together to make those inevitable valleys shallower and less frequent. And I think we can do that in a few ways. First, we have to start by being honest with ourselves and with others. You know, we can't start conquering apathy until we finally admit to ourselves that it exists. Honestly sit down and think about how you worship God. Are there times when spiritual advice seems like just a list of overused platitudes on cynical ears? You know, what about when worship starts to be contained more and more to a couple of days a week or a building instead of a way of life like it should be? Or are there times in the pew when the motions of corporate worship seem repetitive or pointless. Until we're honest with ourselves that there are some things that just don't feel quite right, then we're not going to be able to overcome this apathy. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us that we need to be alert and of sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, Satan wants to get you discouraged because those valleys of your faith can lead you to separate yourself from God. So be on notice. And then when you can be honest with yourself, you should be honest with others too. You know, the next verse in 1 Peter chapter 5 says, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Satan he wants us to feel like we are all alone. He wants us to sit in a pew and feel like we are the only one in the room who doesn't always feel like singing songs of praise to God at 100%. He wants us to believe that no one else in the room ever lets their, their minds wander off. No, Christians, we all face the temptation of spiritual apathy. We all face the suffering of apathy. And the way we resist Satan is with the support of a family who's going through the same things we are. We overcome him by knowing that we aren't the only one fighting. The church isn't supposed to be a group where we pretend like everything is fine. 
where we leave on uh, a mask of perfection. It's where the, it's with the church that we should be able to take that mask off and, and and to recognize that everything isn't fine. That we are fighting a war and wars can be messy. So be honest with yourself about these periods of apathy and be honest with others too. Make it your personal ministry to ensure that no one feels like they are struggling with faith, that that's abnormal. Second, share that honesty then with God. God can handle our worst emotions, I promise you. Even if we can't handle them, even if others in the church can't handle them, God can. If we can't take off the mask in the mirror, if we can't take off the mask with other people, at least take it off for God. The Bible is full of people at the lowest points in their faith, and they're heaving it all on to God's shoulders, and God didn't ever flinch. Psalm 6.6 says, I am worn out from my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. And Psalm 69.3 says, I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. If you are struggling with apathy or with confusion, don't be afraid to let God know. It's in those valleys that we need him most. Third, we sometimes need to rebalance our priorities and not burn out. You know, once we can honestly diagnose apathy, we can start to find solutions. Now, apathy, it can manifest itself in lots of different ways and for different reasons. So there's no one-size-fits-all solution. But generally, if we have lost our zeal for God, it's because that zeal has been placed somewhere else. Jesus said that no one can serve two masters. So look at your priorities in your life to see Has something taken the place of God? What do you spend your time doing? What do you spend your time thinking about? Has a a new project at work taken your focus away from the church? Has a a change in the family altered your schedule or the way you think or, or have money problems? Have you stressed out? You know, whatever it is, if you want to be zealous for God, you may have to push other priorities down the ladder. You know, just as important though, remember the goal is to have shallower and less frequent valleys, not more peaks. That's important because it's easy to push yourself into a peak in your faith. It might last for a week, maybe even a month, maybe even a year. But if you aren't prepared for the long-term sustained faith, if you burn out from your temporary fervor and and then have this apathy that lasts longer, it won't do you much good. You know, Paul writes a really insightful passage about running the race of faith telling us, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. To, To overcome apathy, don't just wildly swing your arms hoping that you'll hit some peak of faith that will last. Work hard instead to ensure that you are ready for a marathon, that as you are teaching, as you're working in your faith, that you don't burn out so that you are disqualified for the prize yourself. And fourth, going along with what Paul says, we need to help other people. Maybe it's not about our priorities. Maybe 
You just feel like the zeal you once had for everything has declined. You're struggling with depression or, or grief or, or general apathy. And sermon after sermon and, and doctrinal debate after debate has left you wondering, what's the point? And sometimes in those situations, we need to stop just thinking about our faith and we need to act on it. Help someone else. James 1.27 says that religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And sometimes as Christians, we stare at his glory every waking hour and we can get dazed. We can get blinded to that light. And the power and righteousness of God somehow becomes repetitive. And the best way to get out of that daze is to let that light shine to others, to see their reaction. Remember how great is our God. Spiritual apathy happens for all of us. We all have peaks and valleys in our faith. But if we are honest with ourselves, if we're honest with others and with God, we can make those valleys shallower and less frequent. We are not alone in this. And God holds an outreached arm to offer help to those who seek it. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.